0: We continue our review of the attributes of God preparatory to our consideration of the question what do we know about the faithfulness of God from the Bible we have seen that the Bible is the only source of our knowledge of the inner nature of the Godhead while we may learn from the wonders of God's creation that God is great in knowledge in wisdom and in kindness Only the Bible admits us into the inner unfoldings of the thoughts and tender love of God. From these revelations and the descriptions of God's actions, we conclude that certain things are true or that God possesses certain attributes or qualities of being. There are certain qualities that are a necessary part of the divine being which are called natural attributes. These we were reviewing and had mentioned the eternity of God or the fact that God had always existed in an endless duration or succession of time and shall continue always to exist throughout the endless ages of eternity. We had also mentioned the omnipresence of God by which we understand that God is present everywhere at the same instant and thus possesses a perfect knowledge of every detailed event that is occurring and exerts a governing force over all the affairs of men and of the physical universe. We have seen also that God is omniscient or possesses a perfect knowledge over every noble event Mention was made of the endless struggle of Christian leaders to reconcile the dogma of absolute foreknowledge of every event, even to the smallest detail, with the declared Bible doctrine of the free will and responsibility of man. If every single iota of every event is now certain to God, how can man choose? Between alternate courses which would destroy the certainty of future events but further if God now knows every thought that he shall ever think and every reaction that he shall ever have and every decision of will that he shall ever make throughout the endless ages of eternity then not only is man involved in a fixity but God also if God cannot have a new thought now that he never had before who will demonstrate that he ever could have had a new thought if God cannot make a new decision today that he never had made before who will show that he ever could have made a new decision Thus we see a tremendous colossal problem arising concerning man's free will. And this has indeed been the stumbling block of multitudes who have thus come to reject the Bible because of its impossibility of reconciling these major colossal problems. Now does the Bible deliver us from this fixity or this certainty or this fatalism. And demonstrate to us the reasonableness and the logic of the free will of man I was overwhelmed when some 20 years ago now I sat down during a summer vacation to read the whole Bible through in about 12 days of careful painstaking reading I desired to learn whatever it had to say about the nature of God and the manner of the divine existence does the bible relieve us of these many complications which had been a great measure of concern to me it was a time of great blessing far exceeding anything i anticipated and a time of true worship and adoration of the great glorious being of the godhead i resolved then and there to accept these plain Bible statements about the nature of God's existence and be relieved in my own mind from many theories that I had been taught and which had perplexed me very much I was overwhelmingly convinced that these troublesome theories about God definitely lacked proof to say the least and that I could not go astray by receiving the plain teachings of the Bible as literally as possible except of course what is obviously contrary to common sense the fragrance of this Bible reading was tremendous and is a fresh memory to me about the plain declarations of the Bible concerning God so my dear hearer are you having difficulty reconciling these great theological propositions, I suggest to you that you take the Bible believe it to be the Word of the Living God that you prayerfully and painstakingly read its pages gather its facts and from these deduce the Bible presentation of the nature of God and I surely bear testimony that it will cause you to fall in love WITH THE LIVING GOD AND REJOICE THAT YOU HAVE FOUND SUCH A GLORIOUS BEING AS THE GOD OF THE BIBLE. HOW FREE FROM THESE ENDLESS COMPLICATIONS, HOW RELIEVED AND HOW DELICATE IS THE SPIRITUAL CONCEPT THAT COMES INTO OUR MINDS FROM THE BIBLE, THE WORD OF GOD AS MADE LIVING AND REAL BY THE POWER OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. SO THIS ALLOWS GOD TO REPENT. That he had created man when the tragedy of sin came into full view as we are plainly told in Genesis chapter 6 verses 5 to 7 if God did not have a certain foreknowledge of the fall of man and the stupendous development of sin with the unspeakable tragedy of the greater part of the human race uh, rejecting the kind measures of salvation to press their way into an eternal hell where they shall suffer forever, this dark question is immediately relieved. And how profound it is to read these early chapters of Genesis and to bring ourselves into sympathy with God when we come to read how bad God felt concerning man's sin and how it grieved him to his great loving and holy and profound heart How small does the grief of man become over his own sin? And if we be allowed to believe what the Bible says that God purposed to destroy Israel upon the awful apostasy of the golden calf and start over with Moses to build a new nation until Moses humbled himself greatly and persuaded God to change his mind and spare Israel, then we are furnished with an unspeakable account as to how prayer does change things. And God pity us Christians if we do not pray for men in their impending judgments. We read about this challenge to prayer in Exodus chapter 32, verses 7 to 14. Further, if it be allowed that God was fully bent to destroy Nineveh because of their conceited wickedness and sent jonah to declare that fact as a certainty and that god changed his mind when he saw the whole city in mourning over their sins as the good word of god declares then we are challenged in our day to burn out our energy in behalf of men in the face of the gloomy clouds of judgment we as paul can say knowing therefore the terror of the lord we persuade men as recorded in 2nd Corinthians 5 11, with the confidence in the goodness of God that if men will repent God will stay his hand and do what it is in his nature to do extend mercy and pardon but more particularly the Bible affirms a profoundness of God's knowledge while at the same time contains many accounts of the revealed actions of God that plainly indicate that God does not have absolute foreknowledge of all his future actions nor of all of man's future actions. This is contrary to some systems of theology that have been built up, but how refreshing to be delivered from many grave complications that they involve by the plain acceptance. Of the revelations of the Word of God concerning the Divine Being. The psalmist said in 147, verse 5, His understanding is infinite or is beyond measure. Isaiah affirmed, There is no searching of His understanding, as in 40 28. Job's unspiritual advisors spoke about the wondrous works of Him. Which is perfect in knowledge, as recorded in thirty-seven sixteen, the apostle Paul wrote, "O oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are His judgments and His ways past finding out," as in Romans eleven verse thirty-three, the apostle John, in speaking of the present state of man's heart, affirmed god is greater than our heart and knoweth all things in first john 3:20, obviously he was speaking of god's knowledge of every activity that was going on at that moment therefore we may affirm in the first place that god has a perfect knowledge of all that is taking place at the present time in the world of men in that of nature and of all other beings, or there is no deficiency whatsoever in God's knowledge of every detail and of the disposition of every atom of matter. In Proverbs chapter 15, verse 3, we read, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. And in the 33rd Psalm, verses 13 to 15, we read, THE LORD LOOKETH FROM HEAVEN, HE BEHOLDETH ALL THE SONS OF MEN. FROM THE PLACE OF HIS HABITATION HE LOOKETH UPON THE INHABITANTS OF THE EARTH. HE FASHIONETH THEIR HEARTS ALIKE. HE CONSIDERETH ALL THEIR WORKS. SO IT'S IMPOSSIBLE TO ESCAPE THE OBSERVATION OF GOD. AND GOD'S KNOWLEDGE, ACCORDING TO EZEKIEL chapter 11, VERSE 5, EXTENDS TO EVERY THOUGHT THAT MAN THINKS. Therefore prophesy against them, prophesy, O son of man. And the Spirit of the Lord fell upon me, Ezekiel said, and said unto me, Speak, thus saith the Lord. Thus have you said, O house of Israel, for I know the things that come into your mind, every one of them. According to this description, God has perfect knowledge. We could read many more scriptures as we did during our regular consideration of this theme. But how profound and how challenging to think that God's knowledge extends to every iota and that nothing we do or think can escape his notice. We shall continue in our next visit. Our Heavenly Father, how grateful we are that Thou hast taken the page to give us the Bible, the Word of the Living God, and we thank Thee for every servant of Thine who has sacrificed that we may possess it and for the revelations Thou dost give us therein concerning thy glorious nature and thy love and mercy toward men. Now we pray that many may repent of all sin through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for the sins of the whole world, may be reconciled and forgiven and enter into thy favor now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen.